0: You know what that sounded like?
1: A can opening?
0: Sounded like the start to our one year anniversary show.
1: <laughs> oh! Boo, 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 boo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll have to find a way to work in all the sound effects we've used in the past year during the show, starting with that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, so. When this episode is released, I'm purposely going to release it on Wednesday of next week so that it aligns exactly with our one-year anniversary of when episode one, Multiverse, was first released.
1: Yes.
0: And and oh, how far we've come.
1: (laughs) Have we really come that far?
0: I don't know. Would you say that a year ago you thought that we would still be doing this?
1: Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. I thought you would get annoyed with me, honestly.
0: <laughs> I just thought you wouldn't enjoy doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like talking to you. Well,
0: that's good. Ugh. It gives me something to do each week. Yeah, true. Yeah, so when we recorded the last episode, episode 47, um, right afterward, Grant and I realized, oh, wait, this this anniversary thing is coming up, and we were trying to decide... Do we want to do episode 50 as a celebration, or episode 52, which is like kind of a year's worth of podcasts, mm-hmm. because we kind of had a month hiatus when we first started, uh, yeah. or do we want to do a calendar year? And we decided to say screw Mark it. decided to. <laughs> to- <laughs> yeah, I decided to say screw it to all long-term planning, and let's just see what we can figure out in five days. And <laughs> and just uh do it for the one the one calendar year, yeah. Besides, actually, this works out well because fifty-two episodes for now will be episode one hundred, and that should align pretty well with two years in, Two years in. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. You think we're gonna make it there?
0: I think we will. I don't see why do not.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you haven't gotten tired of me yet, you probably won't next
0: year. Yeah, I think we can do it uh but so what we uh very (laughs) hopefully had planned was some sort of a beer tasting episode because we thought that that would be fun uh grant had been thinking about it on his own for other things and i said it and you sounded pretty enthusiastic
1: yes i was very enthused
0: and then we started to realize the issues that the uh, logistics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the logistics being we're in different areas. So there are different beers available to us. But we said, you know what? We're still going to try. Yeah. So And,
1: and we didn't want to do, like, basic, like, let's taste all the, like, American <laughs> lagers. So let's yeah. get Bud Light and Miller Light <laughs> and Pabst Blue Ribbon. And it's just like, no, nah, we're not doing that. I, I think that, that would
0: have been kind of funny, but...
1: <laughs> it wouldn't have been fun. True. It could have been funny, but... <laughs> i wouldn't have enjoyed
0: it true uh but so. so so the other day we went out at the same time after work talking on the phone trying to collaborate on the beers that we chose until i ran into the issue of not being able to find anywhere around me that had uh, like build your own six packs individual cans that you could buy of things and that posed a big problem, because I wasn't about to buy four or five different six-packs just for the purpose of this podcast, because that's uneconomical for someone like me who averages, like... And this. you lack
1: commitment.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I lack commitment. That's so true. Uh, So instead, Grant went out on his own and just picked a bunch of stuff that he hoped was mostly West Coast things, and then left it to me to try and figure out if I could do it. <laughs> uh, which like i'm not saying that's not we agreed on that course yeah yeah you know, like,
1: okay <laughs> yeah don't just put this on me like oh yeah grant went off on and his then, own
0: because i am committed i drove half an hour today to the closest store are called, you serious called Bottlecraft, wow. uh, which has, has they purport 200 plus can like individual types of beer that they sell and i'd buy it like they had they had a, a very good selection but I should have known that Grant would pick the hardest to find fruity seasonal beers
1: okay. that are non
0: standard even for the standard breweries out here like i found I... I found beers from almost all of the brands that you bought
1: mm-hmm. but there
0: was only one specific beer that I was able to match, which is the one that I have, which is the anderson valley blood orange gauche
1: nice okay i'm
0: gonna defend myself here for a sec
1: (laughs) i think because honestly so i went to a place and they had like a couple racks of beer and i was i spent like 30 minutes trying to figure out which ones were from the west coast and which ones weren't because there was no labeling so i had to like go through cans and like was, like, Googling some of these breweries or looking, hoping they had, like, addresses on the cans and stuff. And I think the thing is, is that this place that I was at, these individual cans, the only stuff that they get from breweries out there, or the majority of it, is, like, the specialty seasonal stuff, because this, this place really... It seems like they specialize in getting a lot of like the specialty seasonal things that are hard to find, and that's kind of like what their customer base wants is like the new special thing. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like their selection was very geared towards that in the first place, and then like I like those weird things,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and so just like the fact the selection was geared towards it. And I was just like, I don't even know if Mark's going to get any of these, so like, let's just get what I want to drink. And then I got them all home, and I was like, wow, I picked a very specific set of beers <laughs> that I feel like are going to exhaust my palate very quickly. So, That's okay. I don't have anything to cleanse my palate, so it'll be a palate adventure.
0: Well, this is the other thing, though, is... As I said, I only met, found one matching beer, and that's the only beer I'm planning on having during this. So any amount of variety beer tasting insight is going to be coming from you.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I hope
0: you're prepared for that, or you can give up oh, and just have the same one that I'm having.
1: I'll probably have the same one you're having, and then I'll maybe drink some of the other ones. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much we'll talk about it. So yeah, I don't know. do I? Am I supposed to start with the Blood yeah. orange one that we have in common
0: because yeah, I do feel that.
1: like that's one that I'm gonna like.
0: Yeah, do and that. I was okay. We'll start. I mean, with you don't that. have to. You don't. You, you do what you want, Grant.
1: Well, my thinking was: Do I start with one that I think I'm gonna like, or do I start with one that I think I'm gonna hate? I don't know. Because <laughs> like I don't want. I don't know. We'll start with this one, being we have it in common.
0: Ooh, that felt good. That was a good crack.
1: You know what? I'm also, I I brought a beer glass with me to the table, so I'll pour some out so it's a proper drinking experience.
0: No, it's too lazy to do that. I never feel like like pouring out fruity beers like this, it doesn't seem like it has any extra effect to me. Yeah. If I had, like, well, a like one of the, like, tulip glasses or something where that can make it look all pretty and presentable, that's fine. But all I have are big 20-ounce pub glasses.
1: See, I got the tulip glasses here.
0: Yeah, because, like, I drink things like Guinness, which is excellent to pour out because it's very satisfying to pour out. Yeah. <laughs> like and any sort of stout is really fun to pour out. Um, yeah. yeah. And so. beers
1: like that give you, like, a thick, foamy head, mm-hmm. whereas most, like, lighter, fruity things... Like what I just poured in the glass was probably poured it there twenty seconds ago. There's no head anymore. It's all yeah. gone.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Have you had your sip?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think? Honestly I can't taste the blood orange. Like yeah, I, I know, can, neither can I. But it just tastes like fruity. Like sweet. It's like
1: it's like a fruity sour. There's like a Yeah. It's a non-oppressive sour flavor. It's mm-hmm. It would almost be like a decent introduction to sour. Well, it's not a sour, strictly speaking. No, it's, uh, isn't, it's... It's a
0: gosa, however it's pronounced. Uh, yeah, I'm not going I've heard gonna fancy beer pronounce people it. pronounce it correctly, but there is a difference. I don't know what the difference is, but there is one.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's see how to pronounce versus sour. Ooh, not to be
0: Oh ghost is a, on the spectrum. Goos. So it is a sour, but it is a specific kind of uh sour. Yeah. Cause I think the other kind that often so if something is a ghost, it's normally said as such.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh and so yeah, this is this is what I remember from when I had one, I had like a lime one in Kansas City. Mm. is that they often use salt as a primary ingredient yeah uh the other main type that i know i've heard of is lambic Mm -hmm. and i think that that's much more popular and if you see something that's just like a sour i think that's typically what they mean yeah so okay we got that sorted out yeah it definitely doesn't taste like blood orange i've had a there's a there's a company called here Latitude 33 that makes a blood orange IPA. Ooh. And it's a bit too strong for me, but the blood mm-hmm. orange is definitely there as a taste and this is just not that.
1: Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to admit I'm marginally disappointed with this.
0: Yeah. How much I was, was ex- it for you?
1: Oh, I don't know. I bought a six-pack of random crap and so the whole six-pack. It, doesn't, was it like- doesn't
0: have the uh, ten fifty or something. Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just curious. Mine was my can was two dollars and thirty five cents.
1: Dear God! Actually, wait—is that around what I paid for it?
0: Uh, you probably yeah. paid a little less. I pay Would a little late. bit
1: less, but not much. It's
0: a solar powered brewery. Oh, it's from oh, California. I shouldn't have to. Well, yeah, I
1: picked California beers. Well, I don't know.
0: I just assume that it wouldn't be more expensive here then.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's kind of weird.
1: You know what I should have done? I should have just picked all Midwest beers and let you flounder in the wind.
0: Well, uh, well left hand is Colorado. But you picked the one left hand beer that I've like never heard. Or I think I've heard of it. Oh, is it seasonal? Okay, now I see that on the picture that you sent me. Yeah. But you didn't get like the normal left hand beer. <laughs> this was the only left-hand beer that they had. Oh, that's so sad. They have a milk stout that is amazing.
1: Because oh, I was looking for like something stouty, because I had five beers in the six-pack, and I was just like, mm-hmm. these are all very fruity or sour <laughs> or something. I need, I need something different, or else I don't know what I'm going to do.
0: There are actually multiple Minnesota beers that I saw.
1: Should have done that because they did have a lot of like the.
0: not it wasn't like surly, but there was like fair state. Mm.
1: Um,
0: and then there was is this? No, never mind. I don't know. I, I know that I saw fair state, and I think I saw a couple others, but. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I got I got this blood orange one because I it was the only one that I could find. They had another one of the Anderson Valley beers, but it wasn't the same one that you got. Mine was a uh, uh, some some fancy flowery name that made it sound closer to the Rosalie. Now that you've explained what it is, because I didn't look too closely at first, um, yeah. you picked the weirdest Ballast Point thing. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they had, and that's what sounded fine. But uh, there was only
1: one thing from Ballast Point. Uh, other than they had some like weird some like hardcore sounding IPA. And I was yeah, like, I don't want of
0: that. Uh, so I got, so I got this blood orange one. I got a peanut butter stout, mm. which is the one that I'm unsure of. I've never had one.
1: That sounds amazing. Well, I I'm, to I'm sure that it'll be
0: you. good, but and then, so the two that I'm planning on mixing, although it might end up being a mix, I might mix the peanut butter with the other stout. But so one stout that I got is a chocolate hazelnut stout. Which I'm super excited for, because whenever I can find stouts that have no like no specific use of coffee, that's always good. Yeah, uh, and then a vanilla cream ale. Mm. And I've had I've had like cream ales mixed with stouts, and it's always very good. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be tasty whenever I get around to doing that. We'll see. Ooh. Well, shall we get going now that we have decided that this one beer is uh, not living up to our expectations?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of sad. <laughs> I it's also not, like more bad. into my glass than I should have. Yeah, it's no, definitely... it's not bad. It's just like, I had high expectations for it.
0: It's kind of the... like, like a Budweiser of sours. You're like, yeah. I acknowledge that this is a sour, but there's nothing, there's nothing defining special. about it.
1: <laughs> it's... Honestly, the like, the nose of it reminds me kind of like a home brewery type beer. Like, it smells like something that I could, like, I brewed here or something. It's got like, it's not like a barnyardy scent, but it's like, there's a bit of like a funk to it. And I,
0: Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm getting the same thing, but I also just maybe, I don't know. It's
1: kind of like a cheap apple juice
0: fermented sort of funk. Mm, okay. That that's a better explanation than just funk. Yeah. I can kind of get that. Although I would I would assume that like a small amount of that might actually just be due to shipping. Like who knows how long that can has been on that shelf oh, in yeah. Chicago? <laughs> Probably a while. From Boonville, California.
1: Is that where this is from?
0: Yeah. It says on the side, it's a solar-powered bird as well.
1: Let's see where Where Moonville is. I don't think my can't... Oh, it does say that on the bottom. Man, that's
0: really in the middle of nowhere. The only (laughs) thing... (laughs) It's like off a freeway and then there's like nothing else. There's a few farms, a fire department, Mm -hmm. a small fairgrounds. It is... It is... Wow. Okay, so it's north of San Francisco. Okay Uh, It's halfway between San Francisco and Eureka
1: Ooh, I think I got something from Eureka You did? Is that where Lost Coast is? Or Yeah Alright I don't know if I'm going to drink that one Because I'm pretty sure I'm going to like it And I might just have another time We'll see how much of these I taste Tonight (laughs) It's been a long day
0: Yeah Fair enough. All right. Let's do it.
1: Okay. Who's... Where you? Okay, Mark's first. Good. I'm so glad you put these in the show notes because I never remember. I know. I'm always sure that it's the opposite way of what it actually is.
0: Oh, that's why I finally started doing it was for both of us.
1: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So for this week, for the anniversary episode, Mark has chosen... Cat's Cafe by Matt Tarpley. So are these cats? Okay, so there's there's a cat in a what appears to be a drive-up window or something. I guess more of a walk-up window at a coffee shop. And there's a bird who walks up to the window. And the cat says, one coffee? And the bird replies, yes, pool's. The cat proceeds to start handing the bird a cup of coffee, and he says, No, big. The cat grabs a slightly bigger cup that's about half the size of, or maybe one-third the size of the cat's head, and the bird replies, Bigger! The cat pulls out a gigantic cup of coffee that appears to be about the same size as the cat's body. And the bird yet again replies, Very big, and in the final frame, the cat pulls out a cup of coffee the size of a hot tub, and the bird sits in it and just simply replies, Ah, so you've been drinking a lot of coffee lately.
0: No, so first of all, I want to point out that the first instance ever of this comic on go comics is May 20th 2019 really so th- so this comic is relatively hot off the presses as far as comics go
1: wow mark is getting all them indie hipster comics up in here
0: yeah I'm trying to do a little a little favor for Matt tarpley give him a little exposure <laughs> to oh, our, yeah to our growing audience mm-hmm. we scratch That's his back awesome. he'll scratch ours
1: <laughs> yeah maybe he'll even shoot us an email
0: Maybe I should tweet at him.
1: Yeah!
0: (laughs) Uh, So anyway, this comic inspired me to ask you a question that is important to me. Because it was a question that I had to answer for approximately 20 weeks, once a week, during my tenure as a camp counselor when we introduced ourselves to the campers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that question is, if you could fill a bathtub with anything, what would it be?
1: I don't know. <laughs> Definitely not this Anderson Valley blood orange beer. Like.
0: <laughs> what do you think it would be like to <laughs> bathe in beer? <laughs> like, oh, do you think th- there is a beer that would be good to bathe in?
1: I... Ugh. Oh. Like, okay, when you say that, immediately pops to mind, like, some sort of, like, really thick, like, like, thick, dark stout or something, but honestly, I just feel like bathing in carbonated liquid would be a horrible experience. I feel like it would be very uncomfortable.
0: Well, I think the more uncomfortable part, or not the more uncomfortable part, but what would add equally to the discomfort, because, like, carbonation in and of itself isn't necessarily a bad thing, because there are things like the, like, bath bombs, you know? Yeah. That are almost, like, airborns for your bath, mm-hmm. that purposely, obviously it's not actual carbonation, but it gives, like, you know, the bubbly feeling. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that that would be as upsetting as the combination of stickiness And the decision of what temperature you're going to have it at.
1: Yes, that was the thing that I was starting (laughs) to think about. Like, do you have it cold? Yeah, do you want it at
0: a drinkable temperature or at a temperature that would make it smell god-awful because it's warm?
1: (laughs) Uh, Definitely not at a drinkable temperature because that makes me feel like you're going to drink it. And that's just, like, gross. Also also
0: give you hypothermia.
1: (laughs) Drinking your bath water. (laughs) Ugh. But what's something that I would, like, that I would like to bathe in, or I just, like, want that quantity of it?
0: Uh, you can answer with either. I think that most people found a compromise between the two. Something that they would like to have a lot of, but also wouldn't necessarily mind bathing in.
1: One of the things that's popping to mind is I feel like it'd be a very bizarre and, like, interesting sensory experience to get into a bathtub full of applesauce.
0: That was always my answer.
1: <laughs> was it? Yeah. <laughs> That's because aw- I feel like it'd be quite interesting of a bathing experience. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't really like feel the need to have whole bathtubs full of applesauce. Just well, how like about, how about warm my apple cider? Hmm. Yeah. Or what do I like? bathtub full of like chai latte that would be nice
0: i mean i'm not like a big chai person okay but i I can understand the the draw i think it smells
1: very nice so like bathing in that you just get like all the all the scents and aromas and i know those things are synonyms so
0: (laughs) what about why don't we just, like, straight-up tea? Like, you just, like, steep your bathtub with tea.
1: I feel like that's an actual thing, though.
0: Yeah, I suppose I'm, it probably is I'm somewhere. I'm sure
1: there's some, like, new-age person that's like, I bathe in green tea for all the antioxidant benefits or some <laughs> It exfoliates like that. my skin. <laughs> no, that'd be, like, the that'd be, like, the app. no, applesauce wouldn't be exfoliating. <laughs> I don't that'd think be like so. <laughs> if you bathe in a bathtub full of Full of gravel.
0: <laughs> Sand.
1: <laughs> what's a what's a horrible thing to have a bathtub full of?
0: I think more I think there are more horrible things than there are good things.
1: <laughs> I wanna think of some good horrible ones like but, like, they aren't too far that they cross a line. Because those are the oh, first okay. things my, was, my brain I'll, jumped to.
0: Yeah, I was probably about to get there pretty quickly.
1: Because, <laughs> like, one of the things that I think just crosses a line is, like, rotting fish or something. Like, that. Oh. that's just
0: too much. What about ragweed?
1: I don't even really know what ragweed is, but it sounds like You
0: know, uh, the, the weeds that you get in your grass that always had, like, a sort of faint fissily look to them and hurt you when you touch them
1: oh god i don't yeah that would be bad that's rackweed. <laughs> oh god <laughs> what about like what would a bathtub full of like paper towels be like that would be weird hmm.
0: like just paper towel rolls or like bunched up paper towels or what
1: like like unrolled paper towels like imagine putting a paper towel roller on this on a side, and then like a cat going at it, and just like unspoon the whole thing into a bathtub, hmm. just roll after roll after roll.
0: Hmm. Well, it depends. So, like, I could understand it. Like, you get a few rolls down to get yourself a cushion underneath you. And Then you, just and cover then you have up some with more the rest. on top. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think that'd be bad. It'd be weird.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think most things that you do in a bathtub, sitting down, at a certain point, feel weird.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'll always remember on the uh, band trip to Chicago. <laughs> uh, when I, did you go on that? I feel like I can't. I did. Okay.
1: Yeah. Of yeah. Okay. Are I just you- like.
0: <laughs> I just get it mixed up. It was. It was a. It was a whirlwind event. In my I life, I
1: think you had an interesting rooming situation, and yes there were that's, funny that's, things that happened in your room.
0: that's what I was gonna say uh well, there was also funny things that happened during Orlando, yeah, but specifically the Chicago trip, it was Patrick Tim Andy, and I, and oh,
1: this isn't what I was thinking it was
0: yeah that's, that's what that's why I'm saying. that's why I wasn't sure if you if uh so anyway. In just the,
1: going with your story, yeah.
0: Yeah, so in the Chicago trip, all we had in the room were two double beds and, like, an armchair. Right? There was no room. Mm-hmm. There was no pull-out couch like there was in Orlando. So what we decided to do, <laughs> Andy ended up just falling asleep in the armchair each night, which didn't look very comfortable, but he did it. Mm-hmm. And we decided to pull the beds out from the wall and squish them together. And Patrick mm-hmm. and I were on an, on the ends and Tim was in the middle. Yep. But this was after Tim had volunteered <laughs> to sleep in the bathtub. <laughs> and uh, and uh, as it goes with Tim, you can't tell if he's joking. You know, yeah. like if we had said, okay, what he would have actually done with that uh but patrick he would he would have done it <laughs> probably but patrick's like no i don't want you sleeping in the in the, <laughs> the bathtub like i want to take a shower in the morning and tim says uh but it'll be so much less weird when i want to sleep naked
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you so. know what something i wouldn't want to bathe in it but a bathtub full of tim's would be pretty funny <laughs>
0: How many Tims could you fit in a bathtub? I don't know. It depends on the bathtub, like, I like bet. Like, you want this to be eight? Because a, a normal bathtub, I think a bathtub full of Tims, just like a bathtub full of any one of our friends, would be one at most two. <laughs> oh, you could definitely fit at least three Tims in a bathtub. It depends on whether you want to force him into a fetal position or not. <laughs>
1: or if they're just laying like
0: long and you just like stack them up i guess maybe but it depends on what we mean by fitting right because like if you think of a a fluid it can't it can't go above the top level of the um of the tub without overflowing yeah unless you're really really careful with water and you like eye drop it so that you get like the little polarization cap on top but i don't think that'll give you too much extra room don't you
1: mean the surface tension camp
0: yeah that thing you know what i mean i just not think of the worst. i don't know <sighs> uh it's been a while <laughs> since i put eye drops on a penny in sixth grade i'm sorry <laughs> oh you did it on a penny wow i yeah, did it on, on did a on quarter a yeah on i probably got deal. more drops than you did so
1: no that makes <laughs> no sense a quarter is way bigger
0: yeah and you just were bad at it that's my point Oh, uh,
1: <laughs> oh, so Mark's trying to tussle tonight. I see. I'm okay. trying to
0: directly attack your lab technique.
1: <laughs> War of words, here we come.
0: Anyway, so that's that's my point with stacking Tim's, is I think it would be at most two until you breached the top level of the bathtub, and then I don't think you could count it anymore. It would be uh, breaking the rules. Okay. But, and the other issue with that is like, Unlike a fluid, you can't effectively displace Tim in the bathtub. You have to choose where he's going to be.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to bathe in it. It's just like, I think it would be fun.
0: (laughs) You just think it would be an amusing amusing little thing (laughs) in your life? I think
1: next time I hang out with Tim, because I'm going to hang out with him sometime this summer, I expect. I'll... (laughs) Maybe I'll force him to help us with this experiment to try to estimate the number of Tims that fit in the bathtub. And I'm not going to explain to him why. I'm just going to be like, Tim, I need you to get in the bathtub and I need to examine how much of it you fill up.
0: And then as you do it, you start playing this episode of the podcast.
1: (laughs) Be like, Tim, don't you remember listening to it?
0: (laughs) Oh. So, so in other words, your answer is to the original question, you don't really have a good answer?
1: Yeah. I the See, the answer that I first thought of was applesauce, and I think that's hilarious that we had the same answer. Mm-hmm. Like, if you'd put me on the spot and said, you have to answer this in front of a room full of screaming children, what are you going to say? I definitely would have said applesauce.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, most people some people took it seriously those who wanted to curry favor with the kids you know would say things like puppies Mm -hmm. uh and then other people would go a totally different direction obviously nothing that would be disallowed at a bible camp in front of a bunch of middle schoolers yeah Uh, but you know you say things like pudding just to keep it fresh and interesting
1: (laughs) that feels gross
0: yeah exactly that's why people say it because it's funny (laughs) especially with chocolate pudding well, actually, I was going to ask you that. Which type of pudding do you think would actually be worse, though? Like, I feel like vanilla pudding, vanilla pudding would be way more disconcerting to me than chocolate pudding.
1: Yeah, but I feel like chocolate pudding would, like, be grosser. I don't know why it would be <laughs> grosser. It's Bye. just like you got chocolate pudding getting in all your cracks and crevices, and it's just like... And it's but, brown, like, and brown's the color of poop, and that's just gross. <laughs>
0: I know, but like, do you really want to stare at like a pitch white thing, a vanilla pudding? Yeah, you would. You would. You would disappear into it, Grant. Oh, <laughs> all, all anybody would be able to see are your blue eyes darting out from <laughs> just above the surface.
1: <laughs> wow! So we went there already.
0: <laughs> uh, I know. I'm, I'm like five sips into beer. I'm going crazy.
1: Mark is trashed
0: tonight, guys. <laughs> uh, I, f- I forgot to tell you that between every drink of beer, I've been taking shots.
1: What? Give me a <laughs> sec. Let me go get some liquor. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> no, I shouldn't do that.
0: I I don't own any liquor.
1: <laughs> I exerted myself very hard today, and I was sweating all day, and I was not drinking water. So if I did that, I would be... On the floor very quick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had three full meals and lots of water in preparation for this one beer that I had to drink while communicating with you.
1: Oh, gosh, no. I, if I, if I was drinking, like, shots right now, I would be done. I would be gone, though.
0: So. Oh, I'm sure I would, too. I, I I was, I was saying more from the aspect of, because I'm having a beer, I prepared. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, I've never had hard liquor. I wouldn't be prepared no matter what I try yeah. to do to prepare. <laughs>
1: You're never prepared.
0: I wouldn't be. It would be bad.
1: Speaking of this, I'm real. <laughs> that was an excellent segue, wasn't it? We've learned so much in a year, Mark. Speaking of this. I mean,
0: we have gotten better. We definitely have gotten better.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't a good example of better. No. No. I'm really done with this blood orange one, but I want to try something else. So I'm trying to decide what to do.
0: Hmm. I'll play Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moe. It's a terrible course of selection. Actually, no. I am going to. I'm going to
1: eliminate some things. Pull
0: up the picture. I'm going to number these in my head from left to right, top to bottom. One, two, three, four, five among the remaining ones. Pull up the picture. And then I'm going to go to random.org and... Give me a number between one and five. You are going to have the Rosalie. (laughs) No, wait, never mind. That's not number one. Number one was the tangerine.
1: No, I don't want to drink the tangerine. Let's do the Rosalie.
0: Okay, you're drinking the Rosalie, just like I said. (laughs) Who is? And with that, we will move on to your comic. How about that? Mm, Okay. Do you want to give us a crack of the can for the transition noise? Sure. Nice. <coughs> okay, Grant's comic is "Fraz" by Jeff Mallet. Uh, we have a couple guys uh, talking. One of the guys says, I mispronounced NUI in front of the class. And the other boy says, See, that tells me something. People who mostly read books will mispronounce words occasionally people who mostly watch tv and movies are most are more likely to misspell them and people who don't get out enough uh and an old lady says so what does nui stand for anyway first of all mark i'm gonna say i'm impressed you said the word right
1: i'm sure you actually know what the word means
0: no but i was able to pronounce it
1: (laughs) okay whatever I'm Mark. I can pronounce
0: words. I'm looking up the word now, and now I know what it means. Do you want to enlighten me? Because I don't. (laughs) It is a feeling of listlessness and dissatisfaction arising from a lack of occupation or excitement.
1: Ooh! So did I feel nui about that blood orange beer?
0: And you want to, uh, based on the synonyms, is mostly things like, yeah, boring or tedious. Well, drinking it was boring and tedious. All right. Well, then, sure. Okay. Well, like, what do you want to do with this comic? I can't even guess. So,
1: I want to talk about mispronunciation of mm. words. Because it's happened to me a couple times, and one of the times was today, where I learned that there's a word that I've been saying wrong because I've never read the word before or a name. And so I've only heard people say it. And there's those little like pronunciation things that someone pronounces it one way, which is really close to what you think it is. So you start pronouncing it how what you think it is. And then you suddenly figure out you're completely wrong. And so the example I have today was... I was hanging out with my cousin today. I helped him move. Um, And afterwards, to kind of thank me for helping me or for helping him move, we went out for pizza. We went to like a deep dish pizza place. And so the place that we went to, I now know, is called uh, Luminati's, like L-O-U and then Mm Minati. And i would heard people talk about this place before. And whenever people have said it, they say Luminati. And so I thought they were saying Illuminati.
0: Yeah. That sounds like on purpose.
1: I don't know. I, I feel like it's one of those things that's old enough that it def it's like definitely just some dude's name. Yeah. It was founded by Lenat by Rudy Lenati or the son of Rudy. Uh, I can't even say it. Molinati. But so I learned today that I've been saying it wrong this whole time. And I don't really know how I was going with this, but mostly to say like, are there words that you said for a while and then noticed that you were saying them wrong? Or like that you thought they were a different word because you'd never like read them. That's a really bizarre thing to ask you. Well,
0: but... I mean, the second thing I'm sure has happened to me, but I can't think of anything. One word that I pronounced quote unquote incorrectly for a long time because of my Midwesternness until mm-hmm. I finally gave in and started pronouncing it correctly is bagel. Bagel, which I, which I grew up saying bagel, bagel, yeah. That's what I said for many, many years until it's probably eighth or, ninth, eighth or ninth grade, when I was finally uh, beaten into submission by my peers to start saying bagel instead. Yeah, but then there are other words that, like, like I have a my sister and I, my older sister and I have long been on a rampage against our mother to uh, tell her how to say words like coupon or acoustic correctly. Mm. Instead of saying coupon or acoustic, yep. Uh, so that's another one that comes to mind. I know that I was actually making fun of my little sister uh, when I was home last. Uh, because you know, it was her boyfriend was over, so it was time to make fun of her a bit.
1: Perfect.
0: Uh, and she was very, she had a lot of things like this. Like, I don't know what it was with her when she was younger. These sorts of issues were all over the place for her, of mispronouncing words and misunderstanding what phrases were. mm mm-hmm. uh, So, for a long time, we had to figure out how to wean her off saying, for your FYI. <laughs> that was a good one. Yes. Uh, also, telling her that people did not need to be more pacific about what they said. Oh. Uh. They needed to be more specific,
1: and it's not the specific ocean
0: it is not no I don't think she ever said that it was always saying pacific hmm and this is like fifth sixth grade, you know like <laughs> he yeah. had a he had to really uh put her uh, put her head down and figure out how to say all that right at that point um. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. I'm I'm sure she was a cinnamon versus synonym person. Mm. I have no doubt in my mind that that was an issue.
1: I still struggle with that one sometimes.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like, if anything, I've gotten worse at pronouncing stuff, or at least speaking clearly more consistently. I think I've slowly developed the adult gene on my dad's side of the family of mumbling more and more and i'm trying not to do that like i try to be very conscious not to uh but even sometimes like recording this i'll go back and listen listen while i'm editing and be like ah why did i just grumble through the last four words of that sentence (laughs) Yep. uh i don't think that there are many words that i grew up completely mispronouncing uh, I guess there were, for a, a long time, I didn't know the word choir, because I'd only ever seen it written on wow. the on the whiteboard in music class, Mm-hmm. And i was thinking to myself, like, what is chore? Yeah! You know, and it wasn't until I was in the fifth grade choir that the, the gears started to turn on that one, and I was able to figure it out.
1: Honestly, to this day, when I write down that word, I still have to say chore in my head to remember how to spell it
0: fun fact the word choir in the way that you would assume it would be spelled which is q u i r e Mm -hmm. is also a word
1: what does that one mean
0: It's, it's one of the many words that i learned in desperate last attempts of my dad playing scrabble to get extra points nice uh, and he threw that one down and said, I don't know, it sounds like a word. And we looked it up, and it has something to do with... Oh my gosh. It's like something to do with reams of paper or something like that.
1: Yeah, it's four sheets of paper or parchment folded to form eight leaves, as in medieval manuscripts. Yeah. That's hilarious.
0: Yep. So, oh. I know that now. I'm trying to think. I, I know that there are words that I probably saw... I was definitely more on the end of reading words and not knowing what they were or how to pronounce oh. them.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my apartment has these big bugs in them. Oh, or God. in it. And so, like, they're around here every once in a while, and they're not, like, bad or scary, but I was, like, leaning in close to my microphone... And, like, looking at my computer, and then all of a sudden, one just walked around the back of my microphone to the front, and it was, like, a couple inches from my face. It scared <laughs> the crap out of me. And I'm sure the <laughs> audio in this is going to be terrible, because I keep leaning back from my microphone as it walks towards me, because I don't know what to do. You
0: kill it? How big are they?
1: It's probably, like, a centimeter long.
0: and like That's hardly helpful. <laughs>
1: three quarters of a centimeter wide. It's got, like, a pentagon shaped body and some legs and some long antenna I don't know what to do with it because I don't want to like make horrible audio of like flicking it off my microphone
0: oh it's on your microphone yeah oh well you didn't say that
1: I literally I said it thought... walked around the back of my microphone to the but front but I thought you
0: meant like like <gasps> on <gasps> your <gasps> desk
1: sorry I'm not normally scared of bugs but it flew right in my face
0: yeah I mean I can understand that I would be I would be annoyed and scared too <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm going to sound like such a ninny on this podcast. I think that
0: anybody can empathize with if a bug were within three inches of your face, how you would feel about it.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: (laughs) I definitely understand.
1: Okay, good. Wow, that was exciting. My blood is pumping.
0: Now you just need a a pop filter like I do. Yeah. It would have saved you.
1: Yeah, my bug protection filter. Yeah, that exactly. was terrifying. Because I like, <laughs> I like looked down, like how if you're trying to go like cross-eyed and like stare at your nose, I kind of like looked down because I saw movement on my microphone and I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Well, I think that that bug was an omen for us to stop.
1: <laughs> oh, was it? I think so. Okay, that's fine. It'll be a
0: fun ending. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's been a good year with you, Mark. Hopefully
0: hopefully that bug is a good omen for the year to come.
1: (laughs) Yeah, hopefully.
0: I'm sure there's some culture that bugs are lucky in. (laughs) It's it's telling us to scare ourselves straight into not messing around so much.
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe this will become Mark's intellectual podcast this year, rather than just being his mess around and be stupid, because apparently I'm not an intellectual friend of Mark's.
0: Oh shoot. No, you you messed it up. I mean, I can edit out as much as I need. <laughs> Don't worry, You're we scrub. got it. Just be quiet.